Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH. In just a few, we're going to have Leah Ross, who's the executive director of the Birthplace of Country Music on. But first, I wanted to do a bit of an introduction to the organization and their upcoming festival, the Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion, happening September 9th through 11th of this year, 2022. The Birthplace of Country Music is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that seeks to perpetuate, promote, and celebrate Bristol's rich musical heritage. To educate and engage audiences worldwide regarding the history, impact, and legacy of the 1927 Bristol Sessions, from which they derive their name, and to create recognition, opportunities, and economic benefit for local and regional communities. The birthplace of country music accomplishes this mission through its three primary branches, the museum, their festival, and their radio. They also do that through special projects and events and a multitude of community and educational outreach programs. Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion Music Festival celebrates Bristol, Tennessee, and Virginia's music heritage as the birthplace of country music. The festival is a celebration of the very best in Appalachian Roots music's past, present, and future. The festival is an electrifying music event that features the very best roots music with top performing bands this year, including JJ Gray and Mofro, Tanya Tucker, Roseanne Cash, Del McCurry Band, The Wood Brothers, Jerry Douglas Band, Fantastic Negrito, and many, many more, some of which we'll talk about in just a little bit when I bring Leah on. Held annually every September in historic downtown Bristol, Tennessee, and Virginia, the Bristol Rhythm and Roots Festival is a three-day, 100-plus band, 13-stage event where the music is amped to the beat of Appalachian's past, present, and future. The festival digs down deep into the roots of the traditional Appalachian sound and lifts its branches to new heights. And it all happens in the heart of the birthplace of country music. There are so many ways that you can support what Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion and the birthplace of country music does. And I'd love to highlight just a few. So there is an amazing program they have where you can donate your ticket to the festival back to the birthplace of country music, which allows other people to buy them and purchase and it becomes tax deductible for you. So it's such an amazing project and cool way. You can also visit supportbcm.org and make a tax deductible donation there. Of course, you can shop the festival merch because who doesn't love some amazing festival merch online at shop.birthplaceofcountrymusic.org. You could certainly sponsor the Bristol Festival. You'd have to be ready to sponsor for 2023 because we are so close to this year's event in just a few days. And you can also buy raffle tickets at the Bristol Session superraffle.org. There are over $250,000 in prizes 
And it is really exciting because there's only 5,000 tickets available. You do not have to be present to win. You do have to be 18 to purchase. And the prizes are amazing. They have cash prizes and so many other amazing, exciting things. There's bikes, money, vehicles. I mean, the list goes on and on. So check out Bristol Session at superraffle.org. And let's get into the show. Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art heals, connects, and galvanizes. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Leah Ross, who's the executive director of the Birthplace of Country Music. I was so honored to have her on not too long ago and would love to point you guys to go listen to her bio so we can dive right in. Leah, thanks for being here again. Well, thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's such an honor. We had such a great conversation last time, and I cannot believe the fest is in a few days. I can't even believe you're taking time to record as an event producer. I know what you must be going through. You know what? You never have enough time when it gets this close. So what's it matter? (laughs) (laughs) The best, truest statement ever. Well, I'm kind of curious. What is top of your mind right now to really share? What are new updates? What are you most excited for for this 2022 Bristol Rhythm and Roots reunion? You know, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully having a more normal um, festival Mm. than last year, although it was a great event. Because hopefully, you know, COVID isn't as big as uh, a fear as it used to be. And uh, I'm just looking forward to welcoming the people downtown and having them enjoy all the great music that we have planned for that weekend. Okay, well, why don't we dive in and start talking about some of the music you're really excited to see or that we think we should highlight or bring to the table? Well, you know, I think you should always highlight some of our artists and one that we're most uh, happy about this year or excited about is Roseanne Cash. Mm. Not that she's the most one, but we've tried to get her several different times. And seems like this is the perfect year that it finally worked out because we're going to have a special exhibit in the Birthplace of Country Music Museum that weekend on uh, Johnny Cash's uh, recordings at Folsom Prison Blue. Fo- Folsom Prison. I always want to say blues after that. I don't know why, but. <laughs> Because you kind of got the blues if you're singing that song. (laughs) But it's exciting to have her here while that's going on. But, you know, you can always look at the top of the lineup when you got J.J. J.J. Gray and Mofro and Tanya Tucker and Roseanne and Dale McCurry, the Wood Brothers. But when you delve a little deeper, you know, we're excited to have the Warren Treaty back. We Mm -hmm. had them before anyone knew who they were. And then the next year they won a... Americana Award, but I think our our lineup is very deep. It's um, it has something for almost everyone. I believe you know we're not strictly a bluegrass or an Americana. I would say we're more Americana than anything, but we really have a lineup. I think that's going to uh, thrill the masses. Mm, 
I love how you mentioned the idea of always making sure that there's that one or two headliner that you just can get excited about. And it was fun looking at the Del McCurry band, having worked for Del Fest for years. It's just so fun to see him and that real origin of country from that realm coming to the birthplace of country music. Like what a beautiful synergy. (laughs) Oh, And and you know what I've learned about him? I mean, old and young alike like him, you know, he has a cult following with the young people, Mm -hmm. which is pretty exciting. I think another one that I'm excited about just because I think it's kind of different than anything we've ever had before is the fantastic Negrito. Mm. Um, He's coming from California. If you've never heard of him out there listening, you need to check him out and put him on your to-do list to go see while you're here. Yeah, I find him to be so amazing. And I'm actually going to be so honored to get to come up and spend some time. And I kind of based mine around fantastic Negrito for for this trip (laughs) because I'm really, really excited. But The other part you mentioned too, right? I mean, the poster is massive. The website links are so in-depth. Challenge yourself to look through some of the bands and the names that don't ring a bell, that aren't familiar to you, and really get into that. You know, we, especially here in Asheville, we have so many of our local and regional bands that are going to be there. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I would be remiss not to mention some of them, you know, with Caitlin Crisco and the broadcast, who is really taking off this year. I'm just seeing so much traction with that band digitally and in person at the festivals they've been at. We've got the Get Right Band, Abby Bryant and the Echoes, Ashley Heath and her Heathens. And I mentioned with you last time that I was a part of the band Fireside Collective, who will also be mm-hmm. there. And they just actually got um, new music. Oh, darn it. They got some award with... Yo, um, I just saw that too. What um, was it, Leah? I'm so remiss now. I feel bad. <laughs> new band of the year, new bluegrass sound, something really, really awesome. Um, check it out for sure. And they're just so fun to watch them evolve and, and grow too. So don't forget to kind of check out some of those lesser known names because you might be seeing those bands at the bottom of the list this year. Five years down the road, they could be the headliner. They definitely they could. Uh, yeah, you know we we always have quite a few bands from uh, Asheville because I think it's just like Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. There's a richness of the artist in this area. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's so true. Well, you know, I'm curious. Obviously, music has to be the center, right? There's no birthplace of country music and a festival without some music. But what are the other pieces? I mean, I loved hearing you mention the exhibit that's going to be going on at the museum. I'm going to have to check that out. Again, how synergistic is it that you've got this Johnny Cash thing going on while Rosanna Cash is there? What else are you excited outside of sort of maybe the music world that you'd love to make sure is really highlighted? One thing I'd like to say about Roseanne, we have a a Mountain Empire um, Children's Choir. I don't think that's their exact name. But they, they've performed for us a couple of times, and they're going to be performing right before um, Roseanne Cash, and they're going to do some songs of Johnny Cash. The guys are really excited about doing and then they're going to do Roseanne's most popular song, The Girls Are, and then they're going to close out with Will the Circle Be Unbroken. So I think that's going to be very special at our festival. If you're coming in, you have children on Saturday from 10 to 1, we have a free Children's Day. There's lots of activities 
for them to do. There's youth from the region that that performs. So it's a lot of fun. Um, if you're um, into starting your morning out with uh, yoga, there's yoga in the park on Saturday morning. So there's a lot of those little things. Um, you know, we do a radio show called Radio, uh, I mean, a live uh, show called Farm and Fun Time. Mm-hmm. It'll be in the Paramount on Saturday night. Dale McCurry is going to be on there um, and uh, Greengrass Cloggers. And I want to say, I hate to say, there's one other person on there, but it's a great variety show. We record it to, for it to be on PBS. But um, we have a super raffle going on um, where you can win lots of prizes. We gave away $250,000 worth of prizes on Sunday. Normally it's sold out before the festival, but if it's not, you can get some at the festival, some of those tickets. Um, But uh, And then the Crooked Road does a showcase at our museum of some local artisans. And um, so there's – and the food, the food vendors – (laughs) we could go down the food road for a while let's pause really quickly i'm curious what the raffle is for where is that money being generated for is it good just back into the festival no it's it's our largest fundraiser that we do for the birthplace of country music museum and we've been fortunate this is our fourth year we give away cash we give away vehicles we give away trips so you can go online and check it out and and buy a ticket you We've sold tickets all over the country and, and had people win from all over the country. But uh, it benefits the birthplace of country music. And like I said, we've been very fortunate to sell it out every year and raise around $250,000 for the museum. And that, you know, we didn't really get a chance to unpack the fact that, you know, the birthplace of country music is multiple things. It's the festival, it's the museum, it's the radio show. And that is a lot of moving pieces, right? So it is be- a small staff, but, you know, we feel blessed to have a radio station because it's it's a voice for us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's our museum is very special. We're excited this year because we're really seeing tour groups coming back. So that's a, that's a good indication that people are ready to get out. And then, like you said, we have the festival, which we'll be celebrating our 21st year this year. Mm. Well, it's so exciting to, I think, just speak to the conversation of what we just went through. And, you know, again, as a fellow event producer, I closed my event in 2019. And honestly, (laughs) I felt really grateful about that for a while because that journey of holding on through this was really challenging. But the fact that you did and now can continue to move forward in strength and community and diversity. Again, you mentioned the green grass cloggers, which I have seen at festivals. Like, I mean, from the time I was maybe five, I mean, they're they're from Asheville, aren't they? You know, they're definitely this region. I don't think, I feel like it's more Greensboro area, but yes, they're definitely from around here. And I've seen them at every festival I've been to most of my life. And again, it's not just we're hitting one style of music or one kind of art. You're combining it all. So speaking of, now let's dive into food. Is it food trucks? Tell me what we're working with here. <laughs> well, you know, we do have food trucks for sure. And almost anything you could want. Uh, but we have some great downtown restaurants that will be feeding the crowds. Um, mm. We have beverage gardens for people to get wet their whistle in. Um, so, you know, I think it's just a nonstop party from Friday when we start till Sunday when the last notes played when uh, Roseanne exits the stage. 
I mean, considering the fact you have over 100 bands, 13 stages, and it's three days, I would agree with that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way it couldn't. Well, tell me a little bit more how this event <clears throat> really collaborates with your community, right? You mentioned, yes, of course, we have food trucks. Yes, we build stages. But you also really try to make sure that your community has highlighted these local restaurants, these you know sponsors, everybody. How does that work for you all? You know, if, if if folks really want to decide whether they're coming or see all the, if they go to our mobile app, all of our downtown um, restaurants are on down there. It tells you, you know, we've Googled them so they can walk right to them. But you've got anything from um, sushi to barbecue to uh, love ice cream, King of Pops will be here uh, moving around. There's never a short line no matter where you go if you want something good. <laughs> eat. Uh, we have a, a, a vendor called Island Noodles that comes every once in a while in our parking lot throughout the year if they're headed somewhere for a festival and the people, they just advertise it on um, Facebook and it's unreal the people that show up in our parking lot. But mm. I love that ability to allow people to explore, right? A really good festival and a good festival producer sets up an entire area so that everywhere they're going to go, there's something to engage in and explore. And that's really every time I talk to you, Leah, that's exactly the impression I get that you have just thought of every avenue you can to make sure that kids are entertained, that people of different ages and different interests are really engaged. I just find that to be so amazing. So I don't think we've talked about vendors much. Um, obviously yes, we did we discuss have, food, but, mean, oh yeah. We we have not. First time this year, and we've had a lady in our office that's tried this for several years to get this here. We are going to have a Ferris wheel. So oh, that's pretty exciting for us. Uh, I guess. <laughs> what a cool way but, to see the event, I would imagine, from the Yeah, Ferris it's going to be fun. But, you know, our vendors, our craft vendors and our artisans, we try not to, um, you know, we try to spread that out to where if someone's bringing T-shirts, we have one person. If someone's bringing jewelry and it's different, we try to make sure that the ones that we are accepting, we don't have three and four of the same thing. So everyone does well here. So, um, so you know, people um, don't realize the process of, you know, music and vendor committees. And it sounds like that's the methodology that you guys use, which allows you to be open to anyone who wants to potentially come, but also gives you guys the ability to really curate what suits your festival best. Right. Exactly. It really does. And, and, you know, our region is rich with artisans hmm. that, uh, that paint and make jewelry and makes pottery and, you know, from honey to just about anything. I mean, it, we hear a lot of times that they, some people just come to go through the vendors. So um, we work hard at making sure that, uh, or attempting to make sure that there's um, a great variety and not only do our patrons that are buying a ticket and come enjoy, but that our, our people that have, given up of their time and bought a space at our festival that they're going to go away and want to come back next year. 
Mm, I love it just from every angle. And it also just seems, again, the staff and the volunteers that you work with, everyone is just really committed to the cause of sharing art and community. And oof, at Art Hero, we get fully behind that, I gotta say. <laughs> I'm sure you did, I'm sure. Well, well, I know I we're going to have to be here this year. I am so excited. I'm really hoping in the future that Biz Radio US can have more full presence. But we've just been in our shifting and our changes. And I just can't wait to come and experience and explore. I have to ask one quick question before we wrap, Leah. What is like okay. your number one thing that you need to do for yourself when you're done? And what I mean by that is not when the festival is over, but when you have closed that last box of volunteer stuff or, you know, because that shutdown process is also worth acknowledging. So what, what is Leah Ross going to do at the end of all that? <laughs> you know, my goal is always at the end is to feel like that we have taken care of our patrons, the people who have bought tickets are, and people have gone away from here thinking that we, that we answer any questions they might have and they had a good time. That's my goal in every festival, that they go away and tell people what they did. You know, we don't we don't take off Monday. We get Friday off, but I don't. I usually work the race, so I go from <laughs> the weekend. But, you know, for me, um, just having time to sit down and evaluate what we did well and what we can improve on. Because if you don't do it right after, it gets, can't remember. So Oof. I'm doing that what an amazing and valuable lesson for any entrepreneur when you're done with something big take a minute to process and be proud of what you do mm -hmm. so thank you so much for being here we are going to have to wrap up now and i'm going to direct anyone who wants tickets questions anything like that to the birthplace of country music.org correct correct Awesome. Well, thanks again, Leah. And I hope I Thank get you, to Joanne. see you in person really soon. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks. Awesome. Okay. And as okay. always, this is Art Heroes with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please connect by visiting bizradio.us or on Instagram or the web at arthero.biz. We'd love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.